Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. You're looking to see which way I was going to come out. Uh-huh. Glory to God. I typically always come through those curtains. But this morning, I came this way. To emphasize a point. You don't ever know which way God is coming. So, those that was here this morning, they didn't have a stiff neck. They was seeing which curtain I going to come from. If only we would learn to look for God that way. And sometimes we need to look that way. There it is. Psalm 4.8. I will lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Amen. Amen. Before we start the message this morning, we have some baby dedications. Yes, Nicole? We have some baby dedications. We want to do that first. Amen. Uh, I can't hear you. Huh? All right, then let's cancel it. Because we have a requirement that you have to be here a few weeks before and for the whole service, right? All right, so let's cancel. Make sure they're not in the lobby. Getting their little darlings ready. Hallelujah. And they have to reschedule at a later time, a month or two from now. We must learn to have reverence for God. But here's the thing, he's a very kind God. And it's a shame not to have reverence for somebody that's very kind. Not here? All right. Hallelujah. All right. So let's get to the word this morning. Um, I, I find it very hard to preach the same message twice. But I typically use the same scripture. So I think you can get a copy from the bookstore. They'll even tell you how to get on our podcast. We have a podcast. I don't know if you know what a podcast is. It's the audio version. So you can listen to it anywhere. Car, at work, right? And so just in case you didn't get enough of me in one service. (laughs) See, you can go on podcast and get some more of me. Just in case you didn't get enough. Right? Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. See, things don't always go the way you plan, you know. So we're supposed to have a twin and another one to get baptized. I heard the Lord say, do it first. I heard him say that before I come out. All right. But they're not here. Now, two things we can learn from that. Most people do baby dedications at the end of service. That's one thing we learn. God 
comes either way he wants to come and when he wants to come. You can't tell the king of glory. You've got to follow my schedule. Right? All right. So that's one thing we learn. Next thing we learn. God says, do it at the beginning when you come out. And then, so I come out, and there's nobody to do the beginning with. <laughs> but see, this is like Balaam. Sometimes the Lord tells you to do something. He ain't telling you everything. So you've got to learn to flow yeah. with his directions. Everybody follow? Now listen, you will find no greater friend on earth than Jesus. You will not find nobody more merciful. That he will forgive you. I've seen him heal people many times when they don't really have forgiveness for everybody. I've seen him heal people when they don't even like people or they vex. I've seen him heal people even sometimes when they're angry with him. There's nobody more merciful than God. Huh? Now here's the thing. Just like in any relationship, Salvation is a choice. Your friend is a choice. They could spend time with you today or they could not spend time with you today. We must understand it and respect that God moves that way. And if you don't want his help, all right. But God is always wooing you. And God is always trying to say, hey, listen, your way is not working. Hmm? Now, sometimes we, we, go, we go to a place where we say, God is God and you've got to serve him no matter what. So we do that God. I don't know that God. I know a God that's all truth. I don't know a God that forced me into ministry. I know a God that called me, and I jumped at the opportunity. I know a God that if I'm a little fearful to step out, he says, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. That's the God I know. Is there right and wrong? Yes. Does wrong have its consequences? Oh, most definitely. Does bad choices? Most definitely. See, there's two things about man. One is he likes to be in control. When you're in control... The spirit is not in control. Yes? Right? So next time you make some banana bread without sugar. Not that that's ever happened in this house. And not that I ever said, did you check the recipe? They didn't say nothing about sugar. But I don't know, somewhere between... The first time they look at the recipe and then when they went back, somebody added sugar. So, you know, life is pretty bland without sugar. You got to have some sugar in life, right? That's my sugar right here. Right. She, she didn't catch it. She missed it. She just... She, she, no, I said, this is my sugar right here. Uh-huh. To, to make her know anything about this? She don't know about that. So, 
You know, sometimes we just don't follow the recipe in life. We want to be in control. Now, in the back of your neck and in your stomach, you feel like, if you really, if you just take the time to kind of feel yourself, you feel like something's wrong, something's not right. See, that's the Holy Spirit trying to say, hey, sugar. <laughs> simple things, you know. Simple things, simple things, just, just as simple as cooking. You feel this, like, something's missing, something's not right. Uh, there's something I need to do. See, we underestimate the Spirit of God. See, those are feelings. And, and some people technicalize the Holy Spirit so much that we don't realize that the Holy Spirit is the feeling of God. The Holy Spirit is the feeling of God. Huh? Now, I understand, the, I understand the shaking. I understand the speaking in tongues. I understand the, the overpowering, overshadowing of the Holy Spirit. But listen, when, when you have this spirit and you just feel to love everybody and you just, hello, that's not you. That's not your mama. That's not your daddy. That's the Holy Spirit. But see, we like to be in control. Two things. We like to be in control, and we want our own way. All these things are an enemy to a friend that is so much wiser than you. A friend that wants to lead you to blessings. And we need to understand this. Just like salvation. It's a choice. And some of you took many years to say, I do. It's a choice. It's a choice. Even after you say, I do. How much you go to church, how faithful you are to God. It's all a choice. So doesn't that say that everything else in life is a choice? If salvation is a choice, then healing is a choice. Deliverance is a choice. You have to humble yourself the best that you know how. And if you don't know how to do it, well, just say, Lord, I, I, I just, it's my will that you would do this. Or even, Lord, you, you, you take charge of me. I want you to be in charge of me, even if I fight against it. Because I know you're leading me somewhere wonderful. Somewhere most wonderful. We must accept that, right? But as long as we want to be in control and we want what we want. Now, see, the reason I say those are two things, being in control might mean, you know, that banana bread is good, but you're in control. All the ingredients has got to run through you, you know, but you don't let God get in the middle of that, Right? You want to be in control. Wanting your own way. Why I say that is different. Because your way may be the opposite from where you really want to go. And what you think you want may be the opposite of what you think you really want. Somebody, just, just recently, I'm not going to go into the details of it. Somebody called me about a business 
opportunity or something they was thinking about going into. So they run it by me. Well, first thing is I put them off a day or two because it wasn't bearing no witness. And I don't like to hurt people's feelings, you know. And uh, believe it or not. And, man, I just saw frustrations all in this thing. So when I got the chance to talk to him, I said, you sure this is what you want to do? And so I said, are you aware this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen? There's a better way. There's a better way. Because sometimes we come up with some wonderful ideas, but we don't see it all the way through, you know. And that's what I mean by wanting our own way. But our way is not the best way. And boy, can we fight and be persistent to do it the way we want. God is supposed to always come that way. And the other thing is control. For example, every preacher goes through this. Every minister goes through this. They might toil a little bit here and there what they're going to preach on. Yes. Not me, I don't think much about it. I just let the Lord do what he wants to do. But, okay, what am I going to preach on? What am I going to preach on? Oh, and then they might feel the spirit a little bit. All right, all right, this is it, this is it. I can do it. So they got the right message. Uh, but when they come out to preach, they come out in their Superman outfit. <laughs> and the message just don't sound nothing like when the Spirit was doing it, you know. So sometimes, you know, and that's where we go to control. Sometimes we, we're going in the right way. But we're not letting God lead us. Listen, He knows about everything. Simple thing like cooking. I don't even know why I brought that up. But, you know, that was the farthest thing from my mind. And it just popped pop right in there. Yes. I learned sometimes you got to get things out of your head. As long as it don't hurt nobody. So, it's as simple as that. You know, how much more? If it's a recipe about banana bread, how much more? Relationships, businesses, car, whatever. You're buying a part for your car. Lord says, don't buy it there, buy it there. Simple things, everyday things, that when you put them all together, equals success. Everyday things equals success. It's learning to listen to that voice and not debating it so much, and not weighing it out. Um, you know, yes, we must test the spirit, but how do we test the spirit? With a human spirit? No. We test the spirit by humility, by patience, and by saying, Lord, is this you? That's the way we test the spirit. So, so many times the Lord is directing us. Now, the Lord was directing me before I ever got saved, you know. Something about truth that belongs to God. Yes? Even before you get saved, 
The Spirit of God don't want you to kill somebody. True? Even before you get saved, you start to feel convicted when you curse somebody out. Not to mention, hopefully, a baboon. You, you, you begin to sense those things, right? Even before you get saved. So you think that's the devil trying to get you to be nice? That's the Spirit of God. Huh? He's one said, when you crawled out of the womb, he's one said, hey, quit crying so much. It's the light. Uh, so he's always with us. But we like to debate it too much. We don't want to say, we don't want to, I think we dislike. You ever been, you ever dislike being around somebody smarter than you? Uh, anybody got any real smart friends that you like? Uh, <laughs> is that true? Is that true? We don't like being around people a lot smarter than us. We might run to them for some information. So to walk with God is to walk with all the knowledge that's in the world. Huh? So if I have to count myself a dummy to walk with Jesus and He blesses my life so much then let me count myself a dummy. Hmm? I'm talking to somebody this morning. This is a very simple message. Very simple message. I don't, I don't care how old you are. Teenager, I don't care. If you will understand that God is greater than you. Hmm? And he has you where you're at in life. Yes? You might not be singing in the choir. You might not even be going to church yet. I thank God you're in church today. That's where you're at. See, I'm not worried about where you've been. Where you've been ain't got nothing to do with where you're going unless you keep going in the way where you've been. If you could keep going in the way where you've been, then there's going to be consequences if it's not God. I'm not concerned about that. What I'm concerned about is to get you to listen to God's voice. Because you know what's going to happen when you listen to God's voice? That's why I love the prophetic gift. I don't care if you're saved or not. If God says, give that person a word, all right. What I love about the prophetic gift is it's, it's like a touch from God. And if you receive it, not just the prophecy, but the spirit of the person that give it to you, I don't have to tell you go to church. You're going to start going. Because you receive the Spirit. Hmm? You begin to realize He's real. Huh? See, all the craziness in your life has been you wanting to be in control and wanting your own way. And if you look back, you realize there was things. Hmm? With the one exception that when your flesh pretends to be God and and uh, your flesh tells you to do something. It says, be anxious about nothing, but everything through prayer and petition. Even if God tells you, that's your man. Huh? Or that's your wife. Don't go fall on your knees right now. You need to pray. Lord. Huh? 
Lead me not into temptation. Are you sure, Lord? Uh, yeah. And if you go to them, they're already married. See, that says, hello, that was flesh talking, you know. You know, you, you ain't supposed to wait around or, you know, put a booby trap between so they can be free, you know. Yeah. Uh, the Lord never called you to save somebody from a bad marriage. Yes. He called them never to go into it. And the Lord will decide when they come out. So if we would just listen, come on, come on, come on. You, you want to be successful in life? Huh? You want your life to change? You can't be looking over your neighbor's fence because you don't know where you're going. Just like you don't know which side God's coming from, you don't know which side you're going. Right? But do you want your life to change? Let me tell you something about God. God is not the type to kidnap you. Put you in church 24-7. Yes? That's for those that we fall deep in love with God and we just don't want to leave. No, I don't want to go. You know. Um, God is not like that. But we portray him like that. And maybe, maybe it works. Maybe it gets us to God. Whatever gets you to God, hallelujah. Yes, if a pizza gets you to God, if it gets you closer to God, hallelujah. Yes, let the pepperoni roll. <laughs> but I guess maybe this is my way, God's way. Listen, if you want a better life, it's there. It's there. You don't have to get down on your knees and do a, there's nothing wrong getting on your knees, but you don't have to do a we, lot of weeping and hollering, Lord, break all the curses in my life. Lord, break all the curses, break all the curses, break all the curses. Listen, it's okay to pray that prayer if the Lord tells you to. But when you hear Jesus' voice and you know he's real and you know, he's, and you know he likes you a little bit, oh, Lord. Mom and daddy's DNA can't do nothing with that. Because mom and daddy's DNA never helped me. Uh, here's a carpenter in the sky. Want to build me a better life. Oh, yes, build Lord Jesus, build Lord Jesus. Huh? All I got to do is get rid of me. All you got to do is get rid of you. Quit demanding things. Understand, you may not know the way you want to go. And you might not be as good at it as you think you are at it. God wants you to have a better life. And it's not just a life stuck in church. It's not just a life, you know, we go to church, we go to work, we pay our tithes. And that's it. Yes. God has taken all the sugar out of our life. God don't give you a man. That's what you get for sitting so close to the front. God don't give you a man. Huh? If it's not the best thing. But sometimes, sometimes the things of God are challenging. This is what you give me, God? 
This is what I was asking for. Uh huh. Oh, hallelujah. I just, I just wish, I wish everybody could understand this simple thing. God is not no dictatory. He's not no, he's not no pious king that always wants you just falling down and worshiping him. Listen, that happens when you feel God's goodness. Huh? People trying to make themselves happy. And then that old man-made glory. You're trying to, you're trying to make the fire of God. Huh? Because you feel like if the fire of God don't, don't, don't touch you, you feel like God don't love you. And I'm, I'm all for the fire of God, but let me tell you something. It just comes natural. You don't know when you're going to feel the hallelujah. You know, you're not, you don't know when you're going to feel the woo. Could come any time. And that's a whole lot better than you sitting there saying, God is good, 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 God is good. My father had this old truck. This is when a little boy had this old truck. Had an old tractor too. You had to crank them to start a mill. And sometimes we come to church like that. Yeah, we come to church to get touch. Nobody comes mess with my praise. You already messing with your praise. It's not your praise. It's, it's love to God. It's sincere love to God. You can't you can't fake it, huh? You you can't hit the right note and say. Ooh, right there, right there. It's not a itch, you know. <laughs> you can't fake it. But when you love God, the fire is always there. Huh? The thunder is always there. The, the joy is always there. Somebody going to take you on vacation. I don't know who it is. Prophecy is not something you force. It's just something that... That becomes a part of your DNA. Prophecy becomes a part of your DNA. just becomes a part of you. Amen. It's amazing how many people fake it. Huh? He lives in me. But we sleep in separate bedrooms. Uh, God lives in me, but we, we have separate bedrooms. Huh? He stays on that side. I, I stay on this side. I'm not saying that's me, you know. I'm just, I'm just talking... What uh, not heathens do, but religious people do. God lives in me, but, you know. We come out on Sundays in fellowship. <laughs> Wednesday nights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we kind of we have this, this um, line, this is his half and this is my half. And, uh, 
You know what it says about husband and wife? It says they become one. They dress their life. But he's sitting on this side. She's sitting on this side. I like to nurture young couples. Make sure they like each other before they say I do or try to make them little short people. <laughs> Some young couples, they just want to, they say, ooh, we'd make beautiful babies together. That's the only thing they focus about. Hmm? But they can't cook banana bread together. Ah, hmm. uh, da da. You know, it took me a few years before I could. I knew I could enjoy God. Yes, I tried to be like this little alarm clock. Everyone, ever you call? <laughs> Anybody ever tried to do that? Uh, uh, somebody hear me right now. I'm not dis- disrespecting God's will. I'm just saying. I didn't know to be free with God. Not disrespectful, nothing like that. But to enjoy God. Huh? Enjoy God. Yes. I used to think before somebody get healed, I had to speak in tongues, you know, make myself hoarse. All these things. Every minister goes through that. Hopefully they get delivered at some point or another and they realize, hey, it's by faith. Or it's like we're trying to prove something. It's like, we, it's, it's like we're trying to prove something. God called you and now you're trying to be called. God said, come here. Follow me. And then you know what you do? Can I follow you, Lord? Please let me follow you. Can I call you? So, so we, don't, we don't know how to, to love God. And the truth is, the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. So the more you find out about God's love, the more you understand how awesome He is. He didn't come to kill your life, make it dull, make it boring. He didn't come to kidnap you, uh, yes, and make you a Jehovah Witness walking door by door with a little pamphlet. That's okay. It's nice to be a witness if you want to do it, right? No, he come to give you a better life. But here's the thing. Most people, when they experience God's, God's love, they want to do something for him. And they want to go to church. And they want to praise Him. Huh? And they, they want more of Him. See, it, it's natural. It's natural. It, it's, it's not just a, a lust for power or a lust for things. Hmm? So you begin to have this relationship with God. And in this place, you begin to feel safe. You realize God is your protector. Because He saves you again and again. Even from stupid things you might say. Yes. Sometimes I'm going to say something. Or it's a, eh. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Huh? And I don't get upset when I, I don't get upset when 
he stops me or I don't get upset if he corrects me. I say, thank you, Lord. You got me covered. But pride gets upset. So God corrects you one time and you spend two weeks crying and beating up on yourself. Lord, I ain't no good. You just need to throw me away. Replace me. That's just pride talking. Huh? Listen, whenever God keeps you from being stupid, that deserves a thank you. Thank you, Lord. Huh? And when you used to put your little mouth in every big fight, and one day the Lord says, Honey, keep walking. He said, Thank you, Lord. Because you know I was about to make a fool out of both of us. Because knowing me, as religious as I am, I'm going to start talking stupidness and then I'm going to start false prophesying. I'm going to start saying all kinds of things. And I say, Your next child going to have two heads. Lord says, keep walking. Because you know if you open your mouth, you know. Both of us are going to look dumb. Keep walking. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Always going to give somebody a piece of your mind. You ain't got much left, you know. Uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Huh? Thank you, Lord. Huh? Yes. And then sometimes there's bigger decisions in your life and sometimes you get disappointed. But if you keep loving God, after you get disappointed, you realize, I didn't want that. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. See, but sometimes we come in church and we try to get everybody to say, thank you, God. You don't even know what you're thanking Him for. Huh? The spirit of thank you will come upon you. It could do it in music, you know. It could do it while the minister is ministering. But it's got to be real. We've we got to stop this. This, I don't know what this thing is we do. We've got to stop this religious thing. Huh? Maybe that's all you know. And maybe, you know. I, I'm, not, I'm not judging other churches or Christians or the way they do things. And hear me. I have no problem with praise dancing and speaking in tongues. I have no problem with none of that. Just let it be real. God is there. Yes. God is there. You can't force prophecy. But he's there. Glory. Hallelujah. So to, to come to this place where you lay down uh, and sleep in peace. A lot of people don't have that, you know. Your worries and troubles. But see, once you know who God is, huh? God is not this dictator saying, hey, you didn't brush your teeth. <laughs> huh? Huh? You didn't read your Bible at all today. Huh? You want me to put you in hell? <laughs> I'll do it, you know. Don't let me have to send my angels to torment you, you know. <laughs> the Lord is not like that. That's our religious fears talking. 
Huh? And here's the thing. You don't read the Word, you don't know nothing about the Word. Here's the thing. You don't read the Word, and you don't talk to God, then you don't know how to lay down and sleep in peace. You don't know. And the next part. I will lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Now, the reason it's talking about sleep is because a lot of people can't sleep because that's when your worries come out. You ever realize your worries come out? Huh? Your worries don't come out when you're eating roti. <laughs> your worries don't usually come out when you're going to work, you know. Oh, no. When you decide to sit down, they come out like a, a, a bunch of unplanned children. And just... And just gather around you, you know. It's like, I don't remember making you. Where'd you come from? Maybe they're the neighbor's kids. They just, but when you go sit down. Huh? And then when you lay down. Oh, Lord. It's, it's raining trouble, you know. Huh? Here's the thing. This psalm was written by David. And even David in the beginning, I'm sure, had trouble sleeping. You, you never knew that about King David, did you? Listen, he wouldn't have wrote this. See, you don't write, I will lie down and sleep in peace. That has no meaning to you. Unless there's been a lot of times when you was lying down. See, see, you learned something about King David today. We went biblical today. I mean, you, you, you got a gold nugget from heaven. You learned something about David. Other than he was lustful. You learned. <laughs> he couldn't sleep at night. Huh? Listen, anybody's ever written a song for God? This is a psalm for God. Eight verses. You don't write a song about, he, I will lie down and sleep in peace. You don't write a song about something you're good at. You say, you, oh Lord, you are my provision. What does that mean? You was broken, you was scared. So you learned something today. Even King David had trouble sleeping. But he figured it out. Uh, for you alone, O oh Lord. Amen. Now look at that. I will lie down and sleep in peace. Yes? Now, it's not, here it's not God speaking this. David's saying, I will lie down and speak in peace. So David is, well, David was known to be a bit of a bold person anyway. So in faith he's saying, I will lie down and sleep in peace. Can you, can you hear the, the feeling of the scripture? I will lie down. Not God saying, I will cause you to lie down. Or the Lord will make me lie down. He says, I will lie down and sleep in peace. See, here's somebody that knows their God. Right? Now look at the next thing. For you alone, O oh Lord. For you alone. Yes, I tried some bush medicine. Yes. I even had some concubines do a dance. Let the skinny ones walk on my back. 
But you alone, oh Lord. Uh, you up in the middle of the night trying to make some kind of special recipe. Something make you sleep good. Yeah. For you alone, oh Lord. Hmm? Hear all the remedies? Hmm? For you alone, nobody else, oh Lord. That means not only there was times in David's life, and we know David's life was quite eventful. Yes, he was far from any little choir boy. Um, but he kept coming back to God, and that's what made him the apple of the Lord's eye. For you alone, O oh Lord. So not only we realize David had trouble sleeping, right? Because you don't write a song. And then he says, you know, you can't just put everything in a song, you know. You got to find some words that rhyme and, you know, that flow, you know. You can't put everything in it. It's in there. For you alone, O oh Lord. That means I've tried many things to help me sleep. Yes. Huh? I've tried many things to help me sleep. Sometimes I'm feeling guilty, you know. For all my uh, womanizing uh, and having 900 and something women in your life. Huh. I have 40 daughters and I have to find them. For you alone, oh Lord, let me lay down and sleep. <laughs> so that's, that's, he's, he's tried everything, you know. For you alone, oh Lord, cause me. Or make me dwell in safety. You've tried all kinds of remedies. Uh, you go home. Well, I, 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 I take me a bath. And I put some lotion on my skin. And I drink me some green tea. <laughs> but you're still looking out the window. Uh, your hand's shaking because you, you're worried about tomorrow. See? How many of you... Think about it. How many of you got this recipe for sleeping at night? Huh? Oh, I like to cut the air conditioner on a little while. I don't want no air conditioner. I want a fan. You know, you, you got your recipe. Yes? Huh? And I can't sleep this way. I got to sleep that way. Huh? How many of you got this little recipe at night? Hmm? And you won't know how to disturb that little recipe. Or I can't eat after nine o'clock. Hello, your stomach ain't, don't know nothing about a clock. Your stomach lives in darkness. It's night all the time. <laughs> but if you tell yourself, if you tell yourself, if you eat a piece of candy after night, you can't sleep after nine o'clock. Guess what? After nine o'clock, because there's power in the tongue, you can't sleep. And so you do, you got all these recipes, but you alone, oh Lord, cause me to dwell. Huh? Make me to dwell in safety. Isn't that a strange word? Don't hear that word too much. Safety. Hmm? Safety. Safety. Some people can't even sit in church and feel safe. Don't feel safe at work. Don't feel safe at home. Huh? That's, why, that's the reason you can't sleep, because you don't feel safe. And safety has to do with finances. It has to do with a lot of things, worries and troubles uh, about life. You, you don't know how to say, 
the Lord is good. And wherever the Lord has you, right? Or wherever he has found you, it's all going to get better. But you can't be in control. You ain't got to give up your way. Yes. That's a small price for success. What would you give for success? What would you give for a better life? What would you give for a more safe life and secure life? Where you could just lay down with your troubles, lay down with your worries, lay down with a doctor's appointment tomorrow, lay down with this, lay down, and just feel safe. I'm safe. Huh? You go into that doctor's office and you're shaking, you know, you've been, you couldn't sleep last night because you don't know what the doctor's going to say. But God is greater than that. And you're waiting to hear what that doctor says. Huh? Your whole life is depending on what this doctor says, which could just be a guess. They do guess sometimes, you know. And sometimes they don't agree with each other. But you have no safety. Huh? The boss wants to see you tomorrow. You can't sleep. Because see, your safety is not in God. Your safety is in everything being okay. Everything being okay don't mean a thief can't break in. Everything being okay don't mean something bad can't happen. You ever see anybody plan a stroke? <laughs> well, this seems like a good time to have my stroke. I've been putting it off. I think I'll have it right now. Maybe I should go down to the hospital and have it. I'll just have it right there, you know. <laughs> no. Strokes happen when you don't want them to happen. Heart attacks happen when you don't want them to happen. Yes? I'm not saying that to scare you. Yes? Uh, now you won't be able to sleep through the rest of the service. <laughs> I, I'm... You ain't listen to one word I said, and I say heart attack. You say, he's talking about me. <laughs> no, that's your paranoia. Uh, that's your, one thought of sickness comes to your head. I got it. Yeah. My, my father was a bit like that. You know, somebody would get something. Somebody would get something. I almost wanted to bet with my brothers a few times. I said, I almost wanted to say, hey, listen, I bet you $10. Within two hours, he has these symptoms. <laughs> My father would hear something about somebody having this sickness. And I think some of it was he's just, he was open to people. But it's like, I want to say to my brothers, hmm, I bet you, I bet you $100. In two hours he has these symptoms, you know. Because <laughs> sure enough, because I, I wonder if I have a little bit of that. I, I just, I'm feeling something, you know. <laughs> I, that, that, that's not a funny thing, but uh, if you lived around my father as much as I have, you would realize, you know, he's kind of like, it was that guy, uh, Sanford, you know, is always going to have the heart attack. You know, I, I, if I recall right, I think he really did have a heart attack, and he thought he was faking it. Yeah. So, but I, I'm just talking about the paranoia of things, and, and, and how things can get the best of you.
because you, you don't want safety. Huh? Somebody, let's say somebody runs to you and I'm talking to somebody. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, they're not Christians, not good Christians. They don't even have a psychic license. And they call you up and they say, I had a dream about you last night. I had a dream you were going to lose your job. You go, <laughs> You none forgot Jesus. But somebody, who am I talking to? I, mm-hmm, somebody, you had a dream that you was going to lose your job. Somebody, you had a dream you were going to lose your job. Phone call? No. You, you had a dream. Hmm? It's going to lose your job. Am I, who am I talking to? Hmm? I'm talking to somebody. Because sometimes you're just talking and you realize you're prophesying something. Huh? Who's been having dreams and feelings they're going to lose their job? Be honest. Maybe I should give a warning. It is possible that I might stop in the middle of the message and give a prophecy. Huh? Who is that? Is somebody in here online? Online's real close, you know. Is somebody? Who is that? Hmm? And I keep hearing somebody say, well, I ain't had no dream, but I've had these feelings I'm going to lose my job. I ain't had no dream, but I had these feelings. I think you've had some dreams. You just don't remember your dream. I know I'm talking to somebody. Huh? I got a word for you. And it's not unemployment. Huh? That's nobody? Hmm. Lord, do you believe that? I don't either. place, lose your place, job, job. You find somebody? All right. Stand up, please. You been having a dream? Not dream, I'm feeling. What kind of feeling? No, I since last week, since I'm... Just talk a little louder. Last week, when my boss man said he chopped going to fix... I have a feeling that you might call me back. Uh-huh. It, in other words, he's got the truck he's saying it's going to fix. Mm. Right? And you keep having these feelings that he's not going to call you back. Yep. All right. Um, see, you, you almost believed this. And that was when? Last week? 
Yeah, last week. All right. And I think you've been having dreams, too. You just don't remember it. Mm -hmm. So you're already bracing yourself for it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You should never brace yourself when you love God. You should never brace yourself when you love God. You know, sometimes in life, the things that you value the most, right? Uh, see, I might value Trinidad. I might value this house. That might be one of my prize, one of my things I rejoice and thank God for. Here's the thing with, with believers. You have something you really like. Do you know that's the thing the devil's always saying he's going to take away from you? So if you do something bad, the devil's going to take something away from you. And sometimes, sometimes it's like, there's this little voice saying, it's almost like you enjoy that much. So it's like this little voice saying that uh, God is going to lead you somewhere else and cause you to do something else. Uh -huh. See, what you treasure, that, that, is the, that is the matter that you get attacked about a lot. That's why your treasure should always be in heaven. My treasure is God. And even if, if, if the Lord comes, and even if, if you, know, you lose your job, even if that happens, you know God has got something better for you. You must always know that. Even if, if there's something in your life you really like, you must know that God, if he allows that, not to be taken, but set aside so you can do more, right? I have a question for you. Is that something you really like? You really like that job? Yeah. You really like that job? I like it because of the freedom I have with it. All right. One more question. You really like that job? All right. Third time charm. God don't want to take away your freedom or your blessing. God has come to save us, not condemn us. That means he has come to make our life better. But you must believe it. Right? You must believe it. Right now, you are convinced that that job don't exist no more. On a scale of 1 to 100, 100 saying is gone. And 0 meaning nah. The guy said what he said. 60. 60. All right. I think that's fair. I would say 70, but I'll go with your 60. Because I heard it in his voice. It's like, huh? Huh? if God doesn't want that job, to be taken from you. That man won't sleep until he gives it back if you ever thought about taking it. Yes. And see, right now, you want me to tell you whether or not if the, if the job is there or not. But you're 60%, which is probably closer to 85 or 90, 
is struggling to believe, Peter. Hmm. Got your baby with you? God gives you a beautiful wife and a, a beautiful baby. Oh boy, you love that baby, don't you? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. You 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 fulfilled a lot of scriptures when that baby come, you know. <laughs> You're trying to be a better man. Amen. Amen. You know, sometimes that thing sometimes it needs some inspiration. Listen, God don't give you a beautiful wife, a beautiful baby. And then start causing chaos in your life. Is that right, daughter? God don't do that. Huh? If God wanted to kill you, make your life miserable, he would have done it when he had a lot more reasons to do it. <laughs> you follow me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? All right, you let this thing go out of your heart. Because, mm-hmm. you know, your negativeness can affect somebody else's feelings. For example, if the guy just took the truck because he needs to repair it, all right. But you start to think, 90%, he ain't going to give it back. Do you realize that negativeness can get up from your bed? Take a taxi. Go to this man's house. Even though you don't know where the man lives. Your negativeness. Get up. Take a taxi. You know, negativeness is invisible, so it don't have to have no money to get on the bus. So it goes to this man's house and crawls up in the bed with this man. Says, don't give that man back his job. You don't need him no more. Yes. That's why you should lock your windows at night and your doors. Not to keep thieves out. But make sure your negativeness ain't going somewhere messing up your day. <laughs> uh, I stayed with this man one time several years ago. Oh man, he had some big burglar bars on all the windows and the doors. He said, I'm going into town. I'm going to release the dogs. He had three big Dobermans outside. And a, a big wall around the house and three Dobermans outside. I, I suppose that was supposed to make me feel safe. <laughs> huh? I, I did check and make sure all the doors were shut after I saw them Dobermans. Uh, but somehow or another I began to realize maybe I'm the prisoner. Sometimes you can make yourself a prisoner trying to feel safe. Huh? Some of you got so many burglar bars and locks on your door. If the house caught fire, you'd die before you get out. <laughs> that is not safety. That is, that is a, a cage. <laughs> Don't build a cage around your life. Mm, oh, Lord. I don't, I don't like standing next to you. I get scared when I stand next to you. It makes me not want to prophesy, I think. Oh. God, I don't know what to say. See, up here. Maybe back up a little further.
Lord says you ain't going to lose your job. Amen. And even if you did, Jonathan, God got something better for you. Because here's the thing. It's obvious you don't love that job that much. You like that job because it's got some freedom. Your boss ain't here, is he? No. All right. <laughs> Nobody that works with you? Yeah. Oh. That's all right. Huh? That's all right. It's all right. You don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Let's just say you like your freedom, all right? Mm. <laughs> Glory to God. No crimes committed. Listen, are you doing everything perfect? No. Nope. Are you improving? And I'm saying this to you because I've known you. You're trying. And you're trying. Yes? Mm? You still like snacks? No. Yeah, yes, I know. You must love your husband more than snacks. Yeah. And if he's tired and he's unlocked all the doors and the windows... And he's laying down in the bed. Honey, I want a Snickers. You think about it. You like Snickers? Ooh, ain't it, ain't it the best? Snickers the best, though. Got that gooey caramel. Hmm? I have a stash of those. They're awesome, ain't they? Uh, yes. But you must love your husband more. <laughs> yes. You have a man that's really trying. And you come out of some chaos in your life. God wants you to have a beautiful life. You've got to learn to keep loving each other. Yes. Come, come, come this way a little bit. You've got to learn to keep loving each other. Right? Work through some things. You see things different sometimes. Right? Nah. Remember how much you love each other. Huh? See? Look at that beautiful baby. See, God has got good things. See, I like y'all. People I like get blessed. And, it, and it's not hard for me to like you, you know. You get blessed. Your life's going to get better. Huh? See, you, 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 you've been upset all week over this job thing. What you going to do? Listen, even if the job was not there, God got something better. You can't see it, but you got something better. Yes. When you met me a few years ago, you didn't see that baby, did you? Nope. You didn't see this beautiful woman that loves Snickers? Nope. Yes. Might need a little candy deliverance. Uh, you didn't see all that. When you was a man and you, you was worried about getting in more trouble than being blessed, look what God had for you. Huh? God ain't stopped loving you, and he ain't stopped loving you. Yes? Hmm? He's got some Snickers you ain't tasted yet. You know, they got all kinds of Snickers, you know. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. Yes. But from now on, this is your Snickers. <laughs> I'm not telling you what to do, but I would start nicknaming him now. I'd just say, Snickers. You have a pet name for him? Huh? See, look there. The Lord heard your prayer. 
Snickers. We called him Snickers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See? You've had this tight feeling in your chest all week, right? It's almost like it's almost like you're afraid to breathe. It's almost like if you breathe too hard, something's gonna break. All week, right? That's just fear. God has not given you no dwelling like that. It's coming out now. Uh-huh. You're not perfect, Jonathan, but you're getting there. I believe that. All that fear is coming out now. Listen, God started blessing you when you've done no great thing. Continue to let him be merciful to your life. Yes. And one day, not, not one day, even now, you say, the Lord has been good to me. I don't deserve any of it. See, that's the witnesses God wants. Amen. So you stop worrying. All that tightness in your chest gone. Uh, but this is for sure. That is, you don't want to be driving that truck 20 years from now. Nope. Uh, in fact, you, you're almost afraid you, you would like something better right now. Yes. Well, if it's timing, it's timing. Stop, stop being afraid. Dwell in God's safety. Amen. Lord, you just chose to love me, and there's nothing I can do about it. Huh? I can't make God love me, but he chose to love me. And guess what? He chooses to love you. But you've got to believe it. You can't walk around with all that negativeness, and then your negativeness. See, when you land there tossing on your bed and you can't sleep, you know, your worries get out, and they say, I can't sleep with you. So they say, I'm going to go for a ride. <laughs> huh? Anybody ever feel like you had deja vu? Like, that's because your, your spirit got up and went, you know, and come back. So it's, it's kind of like a wandering husband. Your spirit says, I can't sleep with you, your worries. So it goes out for a ride and comes back early in the morning right before the sun comes up, you know. But it can cause all kinds of trouble out there. And I don't care how new your car is. You ain't no safer. Don't care how big your house is, how much you're not no safe. Safety's not that. Huh? Yeah, safety's not that. You can have a stroke. All your burger bars closed. Doors locked. Double boats. I don't know. I don't know if you got a fireplace like Santa Claus and the devil comes... Death comes down through the chimney and gets you. You can't, you can't prevent that. And you can't worry about that all the time. I realize I'm talking about strokes a lot. Who in here thinks so? Who in here thinks, not just because I said so. You need to quit believing everything you hear. Who in here thinks... <laughs> now some people, you just say something. You're talking about me. You didn't receive nothing else I said. Who's in here? Is, you're seriously concerned about strokes. It's serious. That's you. Look at I standing right here next to you. Why are you concerned? Would you stand, please? Why are you concerned about strokes? And there's someone in here that's had a stroke before. And they're afraid they're going to have it again. That's not you. No. Okay. 
Why are you why are you fearful of strokes? Because mm. I went um, by the hospital on Wednesday, and they told me that I have high blood pressure, which I know I don't have high blood pressure. And um, when I read up about so why um, why do you say you don't have high blood pressure, or is it just high that day? It was high that day because I know recently I, I use a lot of salt. Okay. And um, where I'm staying, they gave me vitsin, which is something that carries your pressure up, and I know it's still in my system. All right. So, so yeah. has the doctors been telling you a long time you got to have blood pressure? No. Okay, they just said that. Yes. I and, don't and, have and, any medical ailments whatsoever, so, and I don't so, believe that. So they said that you were in danger of a stroke? No, they told me um, that I, I have... Um, High blood pressure, hypertension, and I know what that leads to. Okay, that's what they said. Yeah. You didn't ask them what that leads to? No, I read. You, you should have asked them. So, what, what, where does that lead to? Does that go to Chuck E. Cheese, or where does that go? <laughs> uh, ooh, that, joy, that joy just says, it's strange inside this body, you know. Huh? It's strange in here. Huh? See that joy that just went in you? That's the spirit. Uh -huh. ah. Nah, I don't think you've got no high blood pressure. I don't think you've got no, I don't think you got no concern of the stroke. Although your body's probably not the nicest place to dwell because you worry about a lot of things. Huh? You, you're tense a lot. Yes. Concerned about things a lot. Yes. Want to do everything right. Huh? Yes. That's me. Um, did you say you live with somebody? I'm staying by someone. You stand by someone, yeah. right. Uh, in, are you comfortable there? No, I'm not. All right. So sometimes that makes you... But sometimes you've got to learn to be comfortable. Who, who's the person you stand by? Can I ask? Seanette, mm, but she's not in the country right now. All right. And you're not comfortable there? No, I'm not. Oh, Lord, you could run around in your underwear. She don't know what you're doing. <laughs> hmm? Yeah! Hello, this woman needs some joy. Desperately. Huh? Or at least a Snickers candy bar. She needs something, you know. So you got a house, you ain't paying the bills, the landlord is out, and you're tense. No, no. Open up the windows. Hey, we could make banana bread in the middle of the night if we wanted to. You're anxious to, I'm not making light of your life and I'm not making light of your feeling, but you, but you do need some joy inside of you, you know, because it's, 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 it's concrete, concrete walls. I'm comfortable when I, um, living alone. When you're living alone? Yeah, I can do what I want. Uh-huh, you need somebody to live with. No, I want to live by myself. <laughs> it's, um, you know, 
I can do what I want. I can study as much as I want. Okay, but right that now you can do that, right? See, God's heard your prayer. Oh. It's a start. It's a start. Yes? Amen. So how long has this person been away? About, about two weeks. Two? Hello. <laughs> Party. <laughs> Her spirit's in it. Hello, I'm trying to be serious here. <laughs> Prophet, I'm trying to be serious. You need some joy, daughter. Listen. God's got your life covered. But let me tell you something about. See, you're in a hurry to get to your own place. You're in a hurry to do your own thing. But let me tell you something about that. It's, it's kind of like, like people that, uh, Lord, I just want a car. Lord, I want a car. Lord, I want a car. You want a car, too? Can you drive? Yes, I can. You have a car? No, I don't have a car. Oh, see, I was right. You want a car. But I wasn't talking to you, but evidently I was talking to you. You want a car. But it's like, I want a car. I want a car. I want a car. You know why some people's main reason is why they want a car? They don't want to sit with nobody in a taxi. I just, I don't like sitting with everybody, you know. I just, just, you know, I don't know. This person don't seem like a babe. <laughs> Did you bathe? Did you bathe? A bit, yes. So what are you getting upset about? <laughs> you went. I don't know who you're talking to. I don't know. Oh, you're talking to another man over here. That's what you're doing. But that's your brother. That's all right. That's your brother. He can share half the licks. <laughs> but I want somebody to catch this revelation. See, God would love me to give you a new vehicle or a vehicle that you could drive. But sometimes we would become so unfriendly. Because <laughs> our biggest reason wanting a vehicle is so we don't have to fool people. And do you realize, okay, you get your vehicle, right? I'm independent. I don't want to talk to nobody. Yes. You get your house. I don't want to talk to nobody. So are you going towards life or solitary confinement? Ain't that the name for it? Yes. What are you going towards? Huh? Daughter. I understand you've been through a lot of things in your life and you just want your own place and own peace. God has it for you, right? He's giving it to you right now. It's like a loner. Right? He's giving it to you. You got to see that. How long is she going to be gone? Uh, she said she's not coming back. Not coming back? Uh. Hey! <laughs> huh? So, does she like you being there? Well, she has a niece there, uh -huh. and, you know, she's young. So you're not totally alone? No, I'm not totally alone. All right, all right, all right. Listen, you must learn to realize God loves you where you are at. He doesn't love you after he gets you to a place. He loves you where you are at. Huh? 
I understand you, you're set on what you want. I understand that. I'm trying to help you get there, but it may not be the route that you want to go in. Yes? God has no problem giving you a vehicle. What do you want to do in life? Hmm? You, you like to teach? Why are you here teaching? Uh, yes, I love teaching. You but love I, teaching? I, I like helping people. All right. You love teaching. What in you every lo- aspect. What do you love teaching? Uh, the Word of God. I think uh, everybody wants to know what is right, how to live right. Not everybody. And, and, and that is the way to go. That's, that's a good way to see it, but yeah. not everybody. Some, yeah. some people just want you to be quiet. Everybody don't want to receive. You know, sometimes you're talking to people, they believers, but they don't really want to hear what you got to say. So you got to know how to say, okay, it's nice to see you today. And just let that go, right? All right. So I heard teaching correctly, right? See, that means you got to be a friendly person. Um, I may not be talkative, but when I have to speak, I will. Um, it's like, you know... I approach someone, hello, hi, how are you? Is everything okay? Yes. But um, on a daily basis to like always be speaking, no. I don't, I'm not like well, that. See, all right. So, see, the, that, could, uh, that could interfere with your ministry. Can I keep talking to you? Is it okay? I don't want to frustrate you, right? Uh, <laughs> see, you, you can't be a... Listen, and I think I've said that to most of the counselors in this house. I said, listen, sometimes people fall in love with you. Yes, if it's up to them, they come here and sleep with you. You're my guru. Yes. And so I said, listen, you've you got to be friendly to people. Give them a phone number, but learn how, to, learn how to say no. Learn how to organize yourself. You cannot run from that. You cannot run from loving people. And if love is not in the gospel, love is not in the gospel. Daughter, you must, you must stop being. See, this scripture is for you. I hope you remember it. Because it's always about safety. Huh? Listen. Let me put it this way. There's nothing safe about God except God. <laughs> Can I say that again? There's nothing safe about God except God. God will take you into some places. Huh? Next thing you know, he have you in Lavendale. Huh? You have to duck. You're in Lavendale right now. All right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I wonder if any of those people up there need loving. I wonder if any of those people up there need loving. All of them want loving. All of them what? All of them want to be loved. Yes. Some interested in what she said. All of them want to be loved. You know, but some people don't know how to receive love. Some people don't know what love is. Uh, so we, we have to go gentle with them. Not to have patience with what God is doing. Daughter, the Spirit of the Lord is going to move upon you. Now, you're going to find yourself weeping some. Right? Because God is just going to wake you up to his love and his security. There's nothing safe about God except God. God has carried me into some dangerous places. 
Huh? Nothing safe about God but God. I got stuck in Nairobi for a week. Uh, I was in Kenya. I walked outside. Almost got killed, killed, kidnapped, and raped in 10 minutes. I was almost afraid to go back out there. Huh? Lord, what have you done? Because I went with a group and that didn't work out, so I ended up stranded there. But next thing you know, God started sending some people around that I knew. It's a very dangerous place, you know, especially for me, just there, and I don't know nothing about, uh, you know. I know it's dangerous because I almost got in a couple. Whew. Ain't nothing safe about God but God. Ain't nothing safe in life but our illusion that we're safe. Uh, you take health food all the time. Who takes health food all the time? Somebody takes health food all the time. Who takes health food? Health, health, health food. You're kind of fanatic about health food. You're always reading up on it. Talking about, huh? Uh, that's you? I thought you looked healthy. You ever realize some health people don't look healthy? They're always talking about health, but they look like, uh, this cow needs some feed or something. There's something going on here. I don't believe, now correct me if I'm wrong, you know more about health than me, but correct me if I'm wrong. Does, does health heal you no. from trucks no. that would run over you? Yeah. It would. Yeah. Would make you get out of the way quicker. <laughs> make you be more alert. Oh, you've got an answer for everything, don't you? No. Uh, let me try another one. You know my point. You know, sometimes you can be so busy being healthy. But I used to not. Huh? That was the I used to. Oh, you used to? You don't do yeah. that anymore? No. Not at all? But every now and then it may flashback. You may flashback. Because sometimes you get in those habits. See, once you start training yourself health-wise, it becomes like the teaching. It becomes like a Bible on health that's inside of you. And sometimes it, it can get you to a place... You don't even enjoy your favorite food anymore. I don't. I think anybody that has a favorite food, listen, you may not need to eat it all the time. Yeah. But usually if you eat things in proportion, yeah. it's good, right? Huh? Listen, here's the thing. All the health food in the world can't keep you from being sick. All the exercise in the world can't help you. You understand? You, there's nothing that prevents death except Jesus. I was just taking time that's out to talk. Yeah. That's and that's what you're learning, right? What's your favorite food? Everything. <laughs> oh, everything. Tell me, tell me your favorite. Tell me your favorite. Um, it could be roti. Roti. Could be what? Roti. Roti. I like roti. All right now. All right. All right. Daughter, you're going to find yourself like... God just rips you open. I know you love God. I know you love people. Right? I know you want your own place. Listen, God has the best for you. And you will have your own place. You want to get married? 
Yes, I want to get married. You want to get married? All right. Uh, how long is the application? <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. I, I'm working on you right now, you know. Some people don't know what I'm doing. I'm working on it. I'm doing this. This is, a, this is, a, you know, this is an operation where they don't put you to sleep, you know. <laughs> Daughter, your life's going to change. But I'm serious. The Spirit's going to visit you. And it's just like, don't, don't fight the Holy Spirit. Because you're going to know the Holy Spirit has something to do with me. He's going to come to you and just, he's going to take you some places you don't want to go. But once you go there, huh, and that pain comes out, you're going to be a new woman. And you're going to find yourself rejoicing, huh? playing the tambourine. You ever played the tambourine? No. Huh? You never played the tambourine? A little, just a little. Just a little. You, yeah. You're going to play the heck out of it now, you know. Are you received? Uh huh, uh huh. And 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 you're gonna get some more boldness in singing because you don't have a lot of boldness in singing, right? No. Kind of timid. Listen, you're trying to do. Uh, let me say this. Don't don't be offended, but you're trying to do a lot of this in your own strength. Now I know you love the Lord and you trust in the Lord. And, you, and I know you say, Lord, I can't do that without you. But sometimes we still maybe have not totally surrendered. Right? Can I say that without offending you? Because you already like to live alone. Yes. So, when you get to your house, you go, you go, can Jesus sleep with you or is he got to sleep in another bedroom? <laughs> I love you, daughter. Your life's going to change. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. God is awesome. Isn't he awesome? Yeah. I pray you receive today. Uh, don't don't make God out to be hard, and and I know there's some I know there's some people back here towards the back. I'm just gonna take a second with you. You know, you have these concepts about God, probably based on some preaching you heard or something. And listen, don't don't ever call a, a preacher. What's that? Oh, she did. She's had a stroke. got an accident and with the accident after recovers recovering i got this numbness and this heaviness on my all right right side. step just step out just look all right let, let's see where's my state i'm i know some of you you know listen don't 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 criticize preachers they're just doing the best they're doing like you do in life right and the ones that are not god will deal with them but i just want you i want you to understand that God is not no, he's not no army soldier. He loves you. Yes? Try. Talk to him. Quit wanting to be in control. Quit wanting your way all the time. Because if that was working, it would work, it'd be working, and you wouldn't be here listening to me today, right? True? True? If it was working, it'd be working, right? Give God a chance. Come, please. This is the baby dedication. Hmm? Hmm. She's the baby. We're going to dedicate her. Yes? Mm -hmm. T tell me again what you just said. Um, some years ago, I was like six years ago, I got an accident. And Car accident. We, yeah. Was you driving? 
No, my all son right. was driving. All right. So it was a bad accident. And, and you always driving. telling him to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in the car. I got scared and got out. I was in the yeah. car with you. But he was driving slow that uh -huh. day. That day he was driving slow. Yeah. So I, I told him, Mom. Now he's going to blame it on you. Mama, you wouldn't let me drive fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's her spirit. Yeah, I tried to put it. So I am... Um, <clears throat> When I, was when I was recovering, I started to feel this numbness on my tongue and on my side. On this side? Yeah, on my right side. And um, went, uh, went to the hospital back with it. Then they checked and they were saying that it wasn't any stroke, but I said I was feeling the numbness. And they took CT scan and they didn't see anything. So at least I said thank God. You know? Okay, so they, didn't, they said you didn't have no stroke. Yeah. Right. Um, you're still numb. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, so why am I talking to you? <laughs> That's what I told him. I told him that I was just because of the numbness. I, I stand up because of the numbness. I used to feel after the accident. All right. so but you don't feel that no more? No, no. All right. So obviously that ain't the reason we have you up here. Because <laughs> I don't know how much you know about this church, but usually... I pray for people before they get healed, okay. and not after. Okay. <laughs> that's, just, that's the way the healing anointing works, right, Shelley? Uh -uh. Hmm. So maybe I need to rededicate you back to God. Does that bear any witness? What you say? Does that bear any witness to well, rededicate you back to God? Uh, I, I would love to come back because I want to come to church every Sunday. Oh, so, so right. you've been away for a while. Yeah. I told you this was our baby. <laughs> huh? <laughs> huh? In the midst of everything, as you're walking up here, God said, there's your baby dedication. Woo! Amen. So you, you want to come back and be more faithful to God because you've been away for a while. Yeah. Right? All right. You come over here. So you love Jesus, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You believe he forgives you for everything you've done wrong, for drifting away. Mm -hmm. You know he loves you yeah. with all your heart. You're going to know it in just a minute that he loves you. He's the one who brings you back. You don't come back on your own, you know. Sometimes we're sometimes we sitting at home and we say, I need to start going back to church. I need to start. You don't realize the Holy Spirit is inside of you. Amen. What, what, what changes you need in your life? Where, where's that son at? Where's that son at? Son? Yeah. My son? Yeah, the one that liked to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Talk about sick. <laughs> That's why I can't be a preacher. I'm only a prophet. Because uh, the prophets can do goofy things. and say, Yeah, where's the one that almost killed you? My son is he's home. He's home. Yeah. He need help. Well, I would like him to come back. To ch I would like him. I would like all of them to follow me. Okay. How many are there? I have five kids. Five kids. Yeah. And all of them's kind of drifted away. Yeah. yeah. You ever feel guilty about that? If I feel guilty. Yeah. Yes, I do. All right. You're not gonna feel guilty no more, daughter. Amen. Amen.
from this moment right here, it's going to be easy to come back to God, come back to church. Huh? You're not going to feel that fight. You're not going to feel that stress. You're not going to hear that voice that's saying, you know, I, it just nothing's working out. Things, you know, it's, it's not going to get no better. You're not going to hear all that because, see, the flesh will really fight you. It'll fight you to get saved. It will throw one more fit to come back. And it will fight you, but it's not going to fight you no more, daughter. Because you are the baby that was to be dedicated today. And I say that in all honesty. Right? You're God's baby. Huh? You're his child. He loves you so much. Huh? And he's going to fix your home. He's going to fix your children. Because huh? your children need some direction in their life. And you worry about them all the time. Right? And... You, you, you ever feel like that, that that thing might come back? Seems like, seems like, seems like last week I was kind of studying about All right. So you were studying about it last week. Yeah. And God fixed it this week, right? Amen. All right. And, uh, you know, sometimes in a bad car accident, and that was a pretty bad accident, right? Yeah. Sometimes you get traumatized. Yeah. And sometimes it's, you don't feel, you, you feel scared to get back in a vehicle. Or, I do drive. I do drive. You drive? Yeah, I drive. But, but sometimes you, you remember that accident. Like if somebody driving me and they're driving uh -huh. too fast. You don't, you don't trust them, right? Then I get kind of All right. uncomfortable. That's, that's disappearing right now. Amen. Right? Yes. You stop fearing, right? There's nothing wrong in your body. It just, it just, the Lord said all that happened and the reason they couldn't find it is it knocked some nerves out of the place so you had no feeling. There's just numbness, right? Amen. It had to do with nerves. Yeah. And they just couldn't see it, right? Yeah. All right. This is for you and your family. Right? See, this wasn't planned today. God's got so much for you. It's not planned. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God bless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. See? Get a baby. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen, God loves you. Don't believe the devil. Right? God loves you. Yes? Can sin send you to hell? Yes. Sin have consequences? Yes. But listen, the Lord, he just wants to lead you. And once you follow him, you find him old habits break. Very easy. Yes? Love covers a multitude of sin. Amen. Let God love on you. Have a beautiful week this week. If you want to, don't want to force it on you. Yes? But if you want it, have an awesome week. Amen. Amen.